0: Go. Hey everyone, it's Heather Whaley.
1: Hey everyone, this is Frank Whaley.
0: And today is Wednesday, June 3rd, 2020. This is episode 20, 20, 2020 of season two, The Whaley Family Hour.
1: Yeah.
0: We're still in the closet.
1: What do you think's going to end first, the uh, COVID-19 or racism? Um, is you? I mean, when will they? When will they? uh, It's gonna be over for us. You think?
0: I think, unfortunately, COVID nineteen.
1: Yeah, I think so too.
0: Will be over before before racism, because you know what the problem is, a lot of people don't understand the concept of implicit bias, and what that means, and they just say, "Well, I'm not racist. I don't see why it's my problem. I'm not racist." Right. And they don't. They don't get how a lot of Our society is founded on racist principles, and racism is perpetuated through implicit bias, which is just like sort of that's in the air that you don't even know. There was a great video I just watched from the New York Times, which talks about implicit bias in terms of like when someone says peanut butter, your brain thinks jelly. Mm -hmm. That's implicit bias. right? So it's stuff that you're not even aware of that you associate together because of inherent systemic racism and white supremacy in our society
1: the conversation I was having with somebody about this they were saying that you know they were telling me that they weren't racist it's important and this is a white person I'm talking to to, and I think it's important for white people to start talking to white people about the about the issue of racism right absolutely and my suggestion to her was to think of it if it's nine o'clock at night your doorbell rings and you you look out and there's a, a black person at your door what are you gonna do you're gonna call the police probably right
0: me personally not you
1: personally but I'm saying to this person yeah she, the, she would probably call the police and and if a, if a white person's raised well, you' oh oh okay, can I help you so that that's one simple way of looking at it right yeah sure and um, I don't know I mean we're, we're all guilty of of racism all white people are and one all, or another all
0: white people benefit from racism and white supremacy whether that's we correct. want to or not
1: we do yes that's we called do. our privilege that's right and um. You know, I'm 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 hopeful about the young people who I see um, in the place that we live out uh, protesting and calling and, for change. Calling for change. Maybe the future generations won't have these inherent problems. Hopefully.
0: Well, hopefully, people that are in positions where you can make changes. Will speak up and be vocal about it. I know I will.
1: Yes, I'm going to be. I, um, if I wasn't before. I will now.
0: Yeah, you know, it, it, there's a there's a thing that happens among white people when you're just only with white people,
1: mm-hmm.
0: where you just don't talk about race, or racism, and you especially don't talk about it if there is a black person there. No, you do not discuss it. It's
1: very uncomfortable.
0: And. It can't be uncomfortable. And it's not the job of black people to help us with our disease called racism. That's our job. We got to do it ourselves.
1: That's right. That's right. I mean, I feel like our teenage children know this somehow. Thank goodness. I guess hopefully we instilled some of that into them. But I think...
0: I think a big part for our specific kids is that they grew up in New York City and they went to a very diverse Yes. Uh, elementary school, where they were taught a lot of the history of black people in America, and they were also taught a lot about the Civil Rights Movement, why right. it happened, who was involved, and they had a lot of black teachers there.
1: Yes, and in the town we live in now, we we have since relocated to a small town, um, and we were at a, a speak out the other night, and somebody was saying, like, how can the teachers teach about Jim Crow when they don't know about it themselves? Right. And how can they teach about uh, reconstruction when they don't understand it or know about it themselves? So that's, I mean,
0: it's, it's a it's, big mess. It's a it's huge just mess. It's a big mess,
1: and and it's it's up to you know. I know it's a, it's a cliche, maybe not, but it's up to like a fut- uh, the future generation. To, f- to clean it up, just like everything else.
0: Well, I don't, I disagree we've, with that. That
1: we've, that we've made a mess up with.
0: I disagree with that. It is a, it is our job to clean it up now. Absolutely. The future no, no. generation are their kids. They need to go and live their lives and get their education and, and do all that. And it's up to us, people our age, people who are in positions of power, uh, working at schools, people who develop curriculum, people who do hiring, that sort of thing. If you have a business where you're hiring, make sure that you look around your office and make sure that. You have a diverse group of people working there.
1: I would agree. I, I, I misspoke there, Heather. I, I, I It's not, it, it's up to all of us to make the, these changes, but I'm hoping that in future generations we won't have to have these conversations.
0: Yeah, I mean, I remember when I was 17 years old sitting in my high school auditorium, and this woman said was talking about uh, climate change. At the time, they called it global warming. Mm. And she said, this is going to be your generation's job to fix this. And I remember thinking, I'm a senior in high school. Why aren't you fixing it now? Right. Why? Why do I have to wait until people my age are in charge?
1: Yeah, that woman was an idiot. I'm not. But I'm, she, but I she I didn't do
0: anything. And you know what? We're not doing anything either. Right. So.
1: Right. Um, that's, that's a different. T- t- that's t- that's t- a different
0: so- just, subject.
1: I- I'm joking. That woman was an idiot. I was saying. I don't know.
0: T- I don't even remember
1: who she was. <sighs> yeah, that's all right. All I can tell you is, Leah Michelle has apologized. <laughs> have you heard about Leah Michelle? From Glee. Yeah. Well, she had made some remarks on Twitter, in the aftermath of the whole murder of George Floyd and she said George George Floyd did not deserve this this was an isolated incident and must end this was not an isolated incident incident and must end. and hashtag black lives matter people from her show glee including Samantha Ware replied in capital letters Leah Michelle had made her life a living hell she said LMAo remember when you made my first television gig a living hell because I'll never forget it I believe you told everyone that if you had the opportunity you would shit in my wig. Oh, my God. Amongst other traumatic microaggressions that made me question a career in Hollywood. How about that? Wow. And then- What did Leah Michelle have to she say? She said, well, I don't remember ever making this specific statement. And I have, I, 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 I'm I, sure. I mean, how could somebody make up some, like, if, you know, if somebody says they're going to shit in your wig, you remember it, and you're not making that up. And I have never judged others by their background or color of their skin. That's not really the point. What matters is I clearly acted in ways which hurt other people.
0: Wow. Well, yeah, at least you she's said gonna she's shit sorry. in her wig, huh? Shit in her wig, Jesus Christ! Okay. John Boyd
1: threatened to shit in my wig.
0: Well, I'll tell you something. Here's a here's a true confession. Um, I never shit in anybody's wig, but I was. Oh, that's not true. Heather. When Stop. I was you when, know when you I was have. in high school, I was in the Latin club, and the Latin club at my high school every year did a play entirely in Latin. It's like a nerd extravaganza. I did I think three of these plays, and I think the first year. I play. It was in Miles Gloriosus, and I played the clever slave, and there was a guy named Boop, Boop, who played my uh, owner, my slave owner, and I was supposed to be a man in the play, and at the end of the play, he sets me free, gives me my freedom because I've solved some sort of thing, I don't really remember, and I was supposed to jump into his arms, and this guy turned to the audience and felt my ass, grabbed both cheeks and gave a big squeeze
1: And played it to the crowd?
0: Played it to the crowd. Wow. And so you know what the teacher did? She didn't – that kid should have been suspended. He should have been suspended for that. Hmm. She made me wear a wig, a beard wig for the next thing. Not a wig on my head. She made me wear a beard. So he likely wouldn't do that. Hmm. But at the same time, this is what I was getting to. There was another guy who did have to wear – he had to wear a bald cap. And I don't remember who did it. But someone in the cast put glue inside the bald cap, like a whole bunch of Elmer's glue. So that when he put it on his head, there was glue on his head. Mm.
1: Sorry. Boop, boop, mad, boop. mad cap. Mad cap goings on at your... At
0: the Latin Club. That's not the weirdest part of that Latin Club. Man.
1: Right. Well, let's not let's not make it all about you and your Latin Club right now. We're in the middle of a pandemic and a civil... civil I universe. hope
0: that that guy who grabbed my ass is as listening. You know exactly who you are. And at our 20th reunion, you said, oh, you were one of the people that I most wanted to see. And I might have been cold to you. And that's why I was cold to you. Because you, would that be a sexual assault? What, what is that called? I would
1: call that sexual assault. Yeah. yeah. If, if he's, you if sexually he's, assaulted yeah. me in front of a, a whole auditorium full of students. Well, I wish I had a time machine because I'd go back in time to that performance, although I wouldn't sit through that performance because it sounds abysmal. But I'd wait outside of the theater, and I would pounce on this man and, and, and give him an ass whooping that he'd never forget. Guess and then what? he'd say, why are you kicking the shit out of me? I'd say, I'm from the future motherfucker, and I'm kicking your ass, and I want you to remember it forever.
0: Guess what sport this guy played. Let's see if you can, if, let's see if there's like a stereotype of a specific sort of athlete or,
1: um, what team do you think he was on? Dingleberry, chess? No, seriously. Um, I'm sure it was lacrosse because he's a prick.
0: Oh, really? Or, he was on the football
1: team. Oh, well, same thing.
0: But see, I think that, I mean, my brother was on the football team too. My brother would never do something like that, so I don't know. The football team for my college got in trouble because the captain of the football team was having sex with a girl and, like, told all the whole football team where he was going to be doing it so they could come watch through the window. And someone tipped her off and they all got busted. And what they said was, well, we were just doing it because the captain told us to. Right. A bunch of freaking morons. I didn't even know my school had a football team. Colby College. Football. What? I knew yep. they had a woodsman's team where you throw axes at stuff.
1: You know the show Law & Order SVU. Mm-hmm. Turns out the guy that's the um, showrunner, former showrunner now, who I happen to know, named Greg Gore, always thought he was a big prick. He posted a photo of himself with a rifle in front of his home with a caption, quote, curfew, unquote, after threatening to, quote, light motherfuckers up who try to fuck with my property. What? Yeah, they fired his ass. Dick Will fired him. Good. His Agency paradigm dropped him. Good. I mean, you should how, pounce on that,
0: Frank. You should say you should. I mean, you have know, be a showrunner.
1: Nobody's gonna hire me to not do a to damn a show thing. Runner. People show who they really are in situations like this. That's a prime example.
0: The good news is, is that the other three officers in the who were complicit in the death of George Floyd have been uh, charged.
1: Aiding and abetting. But I think only they in aiding murdered. and abetting. He and I get... also
0: don't think that guy should get third degree. Third degree murder no, is not even a charge. It,
1: they to second degree. Oh, good. But I think he should get first degree. I think all those other dudes should get um, whatever, you know, conspiracy to commit murder. I don't know. I'm not a damn lawyer, but they they stood by why somebody murdered somebody else. So whatever that is, that's like helping out. I mean, aiding and abetting, that sounds like a minor crime in in comparison. Anyway, I mean, I'm sure it's all going to come out in the wash. Hopefully it'll happen. Hopefully
0: this leads to change, changing in policing. Yeah. Listen, everybody, I want you to stay safe, pay attention. Thank you for listening.
1: They're gonna do it just because you told them to. Yeah, and good?
0: I want them also to reach out to us at WhaleyFamilyHour at gmail.com. I think somebody's
1: gonna I, I'm, be, be like at a protest, a, a nonviolent protest, peaceful protest, and and you know think, oh, I'm gonna take this skateboard and hit. Nah, Heather told me not to do this. I'm not gonna.
0: Totally, totally. I All hope I'm right, a little so. voice inside your head. Right. What else? Got any uh, parting words, Frank?
1: All I'm gonna say is this. Don't let the sun catch you crying. No. No. I have nothing to say.
0: No more parting words?
1: Um, party, parting words? Pa- parting. parting words? I would say be safe, treat each other well, and... Um,
0: hang in there. Hang tough.
1: Don't shoot anybody. And by d- all asshole means, don't, showrunner. don't shoot me. Oh, my God. Sake. Bye.